This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. You can reach me at mhs at altamontenterprise.com. I'm talking to Blanca Isabella Parker from Gilderland. At age 17, she has graduated with honors from Hudson Valley Community College. Her applications to four-year colleges have gone well, and she plans to start next fall as a junior and then go on to earn a Ph.D. in applied mathematics. Ever since kindergarten in a Montessori school, she has liked the freedom to learn as she chose. She encourages others, never be afraid to make your own path. So I go by, um, I've gone by Blanca a lot more recently. Um, I go by Blanca at Hudson Valley, but when I was younger, I went by Isabella a little bit more because I'm actually the youngest of 32 Blancas. Oh my gosh. And it's such a wonderful name. Tell me, tell me about that name. Well, it's a family name. I think the original Blanca was Blanca Domitila, which is um, my great great grandmother i think and um or the, it might be three grades back and then it became a tradition to name the oldest daughter in the family blanca um and there were i have a big family so there was um there have been 32 total but then for some reason um they kind of stopped it around my generation and that's why i'm the youngest <laughs> Oh, I just think that's a wonderful story. So I will call you Blanca Isabella. I will use your whole name because it's so lovely. Um, And just so our listeners know, Blanca Isabella Parker is talking to us today because how old are you? 17. At age 17, she is like her peers graduating in the months of June but she is graduating from Hudson Valley Community College with an associate's degree. So congratulations. Thank you. And what we just want to hear about, and I'm so excited, is about your path that you took for this alternate route in education. But let's just start back with your family and who they are. Tell us a little bit about your family. So, well, I have two parents. One of my parents, my mother, is actually a school board member. That's Blanca Gonzalez Parker. Um, She shares the name Blanca. And um, then I have two little sisters who are in sixth grade and eighth grade right now in Gilderland. Um, So I was enrolled in Gilderland from first grade through eighth grade. And then I started my alternative path. But then I also had a very close relationship with my grandfather and um, my grandparents in general, but specifically my grandfather, who was a professor of anthropology at UAlbany. And um, he was a big supporter of my education. And um, my family has been supportive in general. Oh, that's great. Well, let's just walk through your educational experience starting with kindergarten you say in 
right through eighth grade, you were in the Gilder, was it the Gilderland Public Schools where you started kindergarten? Yeah. Um, so, well, actually, kindergarten was different, too. I went to Montessori school in kindergarten. So what do you remember of Montessori school? Tell us a bit about that. I loved Montessori school. I went to Woodland Hill, which is, um, I think it's in Clifton Park here. And um, that was in Montessori school. One of the things that I liked is that I had a lot of independence. Um, I was allowed to be independent a little bit in what I chose to study. We had like these little cards where we would check off. So we have to do something for reading and something for math and something for science. But we had some freedom to choose what we would do for the different subjects. And um, I remember I focused a lot on math. I learned, um, I remember there were these beads that I learned about like powers of 10 and division. And then I was even interested in a little bit of algebra um, beginning then when I was in kindergarten and um, just very simple equations. But they, um, since there were children of multiple different ages in my class, I got to, there was a lot of variety in what was available to work on. So I remember, that was during that time I got to see um they also with the um it started with my grandma my uh grandfather and um but also I saw that learning was fun at that point because I there was so much to explore and um so I really enjoyed Montessori school What a vivid memory you have of kindergarten. That's just remarkable. And this idea that at age five, you were able to have this freedom among the subjects that you had to cover to choose what you wanted. That's yes. (laughs) That may have uh, been a a precursor of what you did later with your educational career. So then when first grade, you started in what, which school at children? Which of the five elementary schools? I went to Pine Bush Elementary School. Okay. And what was that experience like? I also, I loved Pine Bush. It was different. I, I had a great experience with a lot of my teachers. And um, then I got along well with my peers. It was um, something that was different from Montessori School is that it was... Um, a lot more structured in the sense that people it was kind of like this is what you're learning and then it was uh the path was a lot more linear I guess and um that was a bit of an adjustment especially in math because I was um some of the things that I was learning in elementary school were things that I had already learned in kindergarten because I was just so interested in math that I got to discover them in Montessori school but they were reintroduced to me um so it was difficult to um when the curriculum wasn't um didn't have as much room to learn about new things. Yeah, I guess if anything, after that first year of Montessori might feel a bit like a straitjacket because (laughs) you were more um, 
part of a large class all doing the same thing rather than children independently pursuing what interested them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then just kind of walk us through elementary school. You said you love Pine Bush. What were some of your favorite experiences there? I I think the um the teachers at Pine Bush and the events we had. I like the events we had. Um my sisters have fond memories of those too like the spirit games and the water games and the different events. Um, Tell us about one of them. I don't know what they are. What are the spirit games? The spirit games take place at the end of the year. And um, we do a lot of um, like team building and school spirit activities, Um, just fun games and stuff um, together. And I enjoyed those because they helped to foster like a sense of community and, um, it was nice to get to, um, other than things like recess, of course, it was nice to do things um, with classmates uh, and play games in gym class and during those events um, outside of like the regular classroom stuff. Um, but then I I got along really well with my teachers in elementary school, too. And I'm trying to remember things I've covered at Pine Bush that make it unique. Do they still have the peace pole there? They had put in a peace pole with the different languages from around the world. Is that still a part of the? No. <laughs> I think that um, might have been after I went there. But um, yeah. and they had um, was it an orchard? They planted trees. Yes. A little orchard in the front, and um, we got to go there. I didn't spend much time in the orchard. Some of the other classes spent a little bit more time, but um, it was nice to visit that, and um, yeah. Yeah, Uh, that's one of the things I love about the Gilderland Elementary Schools. Each one kind of has its own personality, you know, and its own own traditions. So then at what grade is it that you moved to the middle school is it sixth grade sixth grade yes and how how was that transition and what was your experience like at Farnsworth middle school so I also um had a good experience with teachers and um I think that something that I liked about the middle school was that a little bit um a little bit more independence was back because we had um like the people that were on your team or in your house had different classes, some together. And um, there was a little bit more variety there. But I think in middle school, it was difficult. The um, same thing I was facing where I was interested in um, more advanced material and also um, things that were just not part of the curriculum. But it was hard to uh, do those in the, like, in school, too, because um, it was kind of hard to do any, um, to to diverge from the curriculum. And um, it's, oh, something I wanted to mention about elementary school is 
I um, there was a math website that's associated with the district. And I remember um, I used to go on there and my teachers would let me study math for like the next grade level or more advanced math on there. And that was something I really enjoyed. Oh, that is nice. So there was some movement so that you could try extra, extra work if you were (laughs) eager to do that. So what was it that happened around eighth grade that made you feel like you didn't want to just continue on the public school path? So around eighth grade, um, when I was preparing for high school, I think there was um, sort of a... uh, it was a kind of cumulative in the sense that I'm not sure this is really a good fit for me. And um, so I first it was um, it began as a little bit of an experiment to see like what else um, what else is out there in terms of high school. And I um, I was interested in Tech Valley High School, mm-hmm. but um there was a lottery for that and I wasn't chosen for the lottery. And um, I think I... um, I'm just going to interrupt you here so that people listening know Tech Valley High School draws from the entire Board of Cooperative um, Educational Services domain and students from each high school one or two, depending on how much the school supports, get to attend this specialized school, which is located at the University of Albany campus. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yes. And um, then I also got um, when my parents and um, the when we approached the um, school district a couple times about maybe doing some more advanced stuff what I um the answer we usually got was that once you get to eighth grade you'll get to do the accelerated math and science and um I did that but it was um that wasn't exactly all I had hoped for in terms of like advanced curriculum it was um I I think it's a really good option for some people, but um, it was mostly um, just like similar classes, but one year ahead. And um, I and um, the teachers, I think, don't have too much freedom in terms um, of they all like have their own ways of teaching and they can introduce their own things, which is exciting. But um, they still are. I think, pretty constricted by the curriculum that is designed by the state. And um, I think I think it um, at some point I realized that it was a little bit. um, I guess my dissatisfaction with the way classes were was um, a little bit of a bigger problem with the way the curriculum was designed and the requirements that were there. um, And then and um once i realized that even in like accelerated and honors courses it might not be a good fit for me that was when i started to explore other things as well and what other things did you explore what were what options are there 
So I looked at the Albany Academies and um, then uh, Tech Valley High School. I was looking at other schools and then I started to consider homeschooling. And um, then what happened with Hudson Valley was actually a little bit later on, um, just by a couple months or so. So I after exploring different options, I decided on... Um, Oh, another option I explored is they have something, um, a lab school at Bethlehem um, in Bethlehem Central School District. And um, then they have several programs, but those are only for the students of those school districts. I think they have something, um, a different program in the Mohanesen district. And um, then, so eventually what I decided on was homeschooling. And homeschooling can lead to a variety of different diplomas. The one um, people are probably most familiar with a general education diploma um, that is earned by taking an exam. And then something we have in New York is similar. It's, um, I think it's called the TASC, like T-A-S-C. And um, that is just the um, a New York State test that um, you can take once you're 16 to earn um, a diploma. And I think there are other versions of homeschool diplomas, but one that I was unfamiliar with, and I think most people are probably unfamiliar with, is a 24 credit hour diploma. And what that is, is a high school diploma earned based on 24 college credits in um, general education courses. So there were two English, one natural science, one math, one humanities, one social sciences, and two electives that could be applied to an associate's degree program. And I think the idea with those is that this diploma is mostly designed for people who are planning to go into college and um, at least finish an associate's, but um, did not complete high school for a variety of different reasons. And um, so, but, um, so the way I ended up in that program at Hudson Valley is um, I was over the summer before um, what would have been ninth grade, I took a course at Hudson Valley for fun. I was, um, since I love to learn, that was something I was going to do um, just over the summer to um, try something new. And uh, what, what was the course in? That was personal finance. Okay. Yes. And then I loved the course and I loved um, the structure of college courses in general. There are a lot of things that I think were a good fit for me um, with college that I could um, elaborate on a little more later. I, um, but I wanted to see since it worked out so well, if it was something I could continue. And um, then that's when I started looking at the 24 credit hour um, program and diploma um, because I was originally planning just to uh, do homeschooling for two years or one year and maybe return to the district or just earn the diploma based on a test. But then I, um, I ended up doing the 24 credit hour program and that was um, 
I'm really glad I made that decision. I, um, so what I began with is, um, I took courses as a non-matriculated student until I was, um, I think I was technically non-matriculated until I was 16 because you can't earn one of the um, diplomas for homeschooling through the state until you're um, the end of the year in which you turn 16. So I was, um, I actually had the requirements completed for a little bit of time before that, um, but I had to wait until I was 16 to earn the diploma. And um it was interesting because I actually matriculated into that program at the same time that I was like graduating from that program. And um, so that was an experience. But what my path looked like is for what would have been my ninth grade year when I was 14 and then 15, um, I took courses part time at Hudson Valley and then I did um homeschooling curriculum and then the next year was um I did a lot more coursework and um most of my work was at Hudson Valley it was pretty much um like when I was 15 uh, or 16 it was like my first um the year I was completing most of the requirements for the 24 credit hour program although I had some completed um actually probably about half um, the first year. Then um, the year that I guess would have been 10th grade was pretty much my first year of college and um, completing the 24 credit hour program. I took courses um, pretty much like a regular freshman. I took like calculus one and two and um, the and English and um, some gen ed courses and um some different ones and uh general chemistry so i was pretty much like a freshman but still pending my high school diploma um that year so i just want to before we get into <laughs> the next step in the education <laughs> just to back up when you took that first course that summer before you would have been in ninth grade you were like 14 years old, is that right? Yes. So what was it like to be in a class as a 14-year-old with college students who are 18, 19, 20? Did, how, so much of college, the college experience is not just the academic learning, but kind of the friendships that are formed and the ways that you grow by just learning about other kinds of people. What, what was that like to be so much younger than, than the others? I think I'm worried about it in the very beginning, but I actually had a really good experience um, with it. I, um, so I think I was probably five the first time someone described me as an old soul. And um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that description has um, remained pretty accurate over the years. I I've always gotten along pretty well with like as a child, I got along well with adults and um, older children. And um, since I. I probably interact with um, most people the same, no matter how old they are. Um, I try to be kind to people and um, listen, but um, 
which I'm not always completely successful, but <laughs> I try. And wow. um, then, so I approached it with um, kind of, I guess my attitude was, okay, these are just people. They're older, but they're people. And um, then, so approaching it with that attitude, I think worked out pretty well. I um, made some friends in my classes and um, then, it was um, when I, uh, I'm at the point now where sometimes I forget about my age because I kind of, um, there aren't too many differences between like what I'm, where I am in my life with the other students. I think um, right now I'm actually noticing more differences between the people who are my age and where I am now. Um, Cause we can talk about like, with my friends at Hudson Valley, like we're working on transferring and um, uh, thinking about careers. And um, so I think once we start talking about those things or the class material, um, I almost forget about my age because um, we're pretty much in the same place in terms of those things. <laughs> and so during this the early period where you were taking some classes at Hudson Valley and also homeschooling, who was teaching you at home or were you an autodidact? Were you teaching yourself? How did that work? So my grandparents and my father kind of, um, they like reviewed the curriculum and a little, a little bit, but, um, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but I did things um, pretty independently. I um, I was like, this. I think this might be interesting. This would work with the curriculum. Is this okay if I want to study this? And um, most of the time it was. And um, the plans for my homeschooling were reviewed by, um, I think it was the home, there's like a homeschool board in um for the capital region. And um, I think it's, uh, I'm not totally sure, but I know that the plans were reviewed ahead of time, which incorporated my courses at Hudson Valley and um, my own curriculum. But um, I helped to design those. And um, I, uh, I really enjoyed being able to kind of manage my own education. And um, I, it was like being in Montessori school again. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I love the whole independent learning thing since I love to learn. It was, uh, it wasn't really, uh, there was never really a concern that like, I wouldn't want to do my homework or something like that. I, um, I, uh, pretty much followed my own schedule and, um, curriculum that was not completely of my own design, but I, um, had a lot of say in um the plans which was really nice and then you wrote to me in an email um i firmly believe we can be successful in many different paths unfortunately there can be stigma misunderstandings and a lack of information about alternative pathways so yeah. just Tell us a little about that. Did you feel stigmatized by your choices or how, how did that play out? 
So I think some of it is that people just don't know. And um, some people um, can be, it's a little scary when you don't know something. But um, I think it, um, with, in terms of alternative pathways, I would encourage anyone who's interested in something other than like four years of high school and four years of college to consider it and explore it. Um, because I think starting college early and there are lots of different ways to do that works out really well for some people. And then the traditional path works out for some people, but also like, I think we're, um, as a society, um, neglecting like skilled labor and trades, um, a little bit. And, um, because I think they're, and um, there are very good reasons for it, but there's a um, a heavy emphasis on high school and then college um, right now. And um, I think that that's not the, the best path for everyone. So um, there are lots of different alternative plans. Um, and uh, it's, I wish we could, um, in high school, learn a little bit more about something like farming and, um, or there are lots of, um, there are, we have people that are so different from each other and living their lives in different ways. Um, and I hope that we can continue to see that uh, in the future, but it can be difficult when, um, a the traditional path seems like it's the only path and um it's uh I don't think it's a person or um even a group that makes it seem that way but I think it's more of a systemic thing and um so it can I think there's some just uh people can be discouraging if they are just um and the rules and the policies can be a little discouraging because it's like, okay, well, you can, you can homeschool or you can do this path, but there's going to be this restriction and this restriction and this restriction. And we don't usually recommend this and we don't recommend that. And, um, so it can be difficult, um, to, um, and it usually, it will, it works out if you um, complete the requirements and um, that wasn't really an issue, but in, um, it's hard when people don't understand. So they, um, for example, people worry that like homeschooling is not going to um, be looked at favorably by applying to colleges. And um, which was, uh, that wasn't my experience. I've done, um, uh, I've transfer applications have gone well for me and I found it, um, it was hard to explain to people that I was actually in college. <laughs> um, and that was, um, and, uh, that was interesting, but I think people, um, also worry about with homeschooling in particular um the social factors and um the and i think that that is something that um 
it's a valid concern, definitely. And um, there are ways that um, individuals who homeschool and like their families can, I think, um, help with that, though. I think that um, like I kept contact with friends from public school and um, through like sports and other activities, you can. Um, and of course, since I was doing classes, I had classmates at Hudson Valley. That was um, good for me. Something that I wish that would, um, I wish it would be easier for homeschooled students to participate in sports in the district. Um, because in seventh and eighth grade, I played varsity tennis and um, that was a great experience. But unfortunately, once um, the year that I was homeschooling, I wasn't able to participate because um homeschool students are not allowed it's a policy so I think that would um that would have been helpful um if I had been able to do that but I don't think it was um it I would imagine that it's um more of a struggle socially for some people than others just because we have such a variety of people um there are probably there's a variety of reactions too, I'm assuming. But um, another thing that I think was stigmatized is that going along with starting, um, uh, there were some people, not too many, but that made assumptions about what I'm like uh, as someone who started college early. And um, then they, um, they tend to worry that I don't like to talk to people or I don't like to have any fun and um, <laughs> some things like that, that um, I'm not sure that those uh, stereotypes are really true about anyone. <laughs> um, but I can, uh, I found that I can do things um, if I just follow my own path, I'm, I'm happy with where I am and I love people. I love to talk to people. And, um, I, so there was, um, I don't think I've become deficient socially, uh, because of my path. And, um, yeah. so tell us where your path is leading. You mentioned that you've had no trouble with your transfer applications. What, what's up next for you? And what, after that, do you have a far future goal? Yes. So I'm hoping to um, continue my studies. Um, I'm narrowing down. I'm possibly going to RIT in the fall um, as a junior. I'm transferring for my last two years of my bachelor's. I'm hoping to study math and possibly a second major in computer science um, or at least a minor. I I'm interested in applied mathematics and I um, math can be applied to so many different areas. And um, I, I have lots of different interests. I am interested a little bit in medicine and the social sciences and the like natural sciences, other um, like chemistry. And um, then I, um, but my main interest is applied mathematics. And so math and applying it to different areas. And um, hopefully after I graduate with my bachelor's, um, I want to go on to a PhD with a focus on applied mathematics. 
Good for you. <laughs> Good for Thank you. You. <laughs> you are just astounding. Our time has gone so fast. I just had so many more things I wanted to ask, but do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Sure. Um, I would like to encourage, first of all, uh, at any age, if you're interested in a topic, then explore. Uh, I like to encourage everyone to um, experience the joy of learning and exploring. And also, if you're someone who's looking for a different path for high school, for after high school, um, for a career, for anything, know that there are options. And even if sometimes society makes you feel like there are no options or that it would be bad to take a different path, that you can be successful in many different paths and that I'd say the traditional path works for people, but it's not designed, the paths are not designed for people. I think it's a good idea to design your own path. And um, if it's something that you have had um, a conscious decision in saying, yes, I want to do this, I want to be on this path, that um, I think the results will be good. And um, it can change, you can have... Uh, turns and um, forks in the road and different things. But um, if it's, uh, I would never be afraid to make your own path. And I think that's um, where people will be happiest if they are on a path that's for them and um, not something that someone else told them or that is just conventional, but um, what works for them. 